Hey, this is Kathleen, and it's time to magnetize the life you desire. So I have Aubrey here with me, and Aubrey has a long name. Don't Aubrey, you, Aubrey? Yes. Go ahead. Aubrey Simpson Gotham. <laughs> okay. Quite a long name. <laughs> you all, well, the reason why I say that is because isn't it sometimes also Aubrey Lauren Simpson Gotham? Yes, it is. That's my middle uh, name, Lauren. Aubrey okay. <laughs> Lauren and the Simpson Gotham. And the Simpson Gotham, that wasn't intentional for, to have Simpsons like the Simpsons and Gotham like Batman. It just so happened. <laughs> well, then you're pretty cool. You're much cooler than I thought then. Oh, thank you. I, mean, I, mean, I, I didn't put it together. <laughs> Um, but I do, I've seen the four names together. And so that makes me think that's a really cool long name. And I wanted to make sure that if you say your own name, you're going to get it right. Oh, thank you. Yes. Aubrey Simpson Gotham. Yes. It's a quite a long name, but it, <laughs> it's a part of me. It is. And it's awesome. Okay. So we are live on Facebook and since Aubrey is in the studio, which is awesome, we are absolutely live on Facebook and I'm just going to make sure that we are facing the right way on Facebook. Cause you know, when you turn your screen, but I want to tell you a little bit about Aubrey and why she is here. So I met Aubrey when we began to collaborate. We connected with each other to collaborate because we both have nonprofit 501c3s that help and support people in the community. So Hopeful Handbags, the one that I have, and Aubrey's 501c3, Fostering Connection St. John's, have collaborated. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about Aubrey, and then she's going to tell you some about her 501c3, and then we're just going to have some fun and talk about a whole bunch of stuff. So Aubrey was born and raised in suburban Fort Lauderdale. And we talked about that too, because I was born in Hollywood, Florida, down there in the same little area, yeah, right? Yeah, same area, very close. Uh, I was from Pembroke Pines, and those are like about 10, 15 right. minutes away from each other. Yeah, so and it's a little toastier down there than it is here today. So, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, she's been a St. John's County resident for the past 15 years. Aubrey has a Bachelor of Arts in Elementary Education from Flagler College and a Master of Science in Pre-K Primary Education from Nova South Eastern University. Aubrey began her career as a preschool and kindergarten teacher in a high poverty in high poverty schools with a strong passion for volunteer services and helping those in need. And you wanted to do more. So you left your public school teaching career to work in the nonprofit sector. You enjoy volunteering at local nonprofit organizations, but you saw a need to connect and provide support and services for the local foster children and foster families, which that's what gave you the inspiration. And you founded Fostering Connection St. John's early Learning Coalition of North Florida. So you're happily married to your husband, Steve, who might just be stepping in at any moment. We don't know. Maybe he'll wave to you guys. Environmental specialist and adjunct professor at Flagler College. So that's what he does. Yes. Correct? That's what he does. Yes. Oh, that's a busy job, too. That sounds like fun. Yes, he's a busy guy. He's an environmental specialist and he's an adjunct professor at Flagler College teaching biology. So he's he's busy. Right. <laughs> so you're both busy people. Yes. You know what? I was talking to somebody the other day and we decided that it's the busy people when you ask them to do something that gets done. Haven't you heard that before? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes, busy people, it'll get done. Because well, why, why not one more thing? We'll get it done. I know for me, like, uh, you know, if you give me one thing to do, it's not going to be as efficient as if you give me three. I always have to have like five or six projects going. Mm -hmm. People are like, how do you do it? I'm like, oh, I just, I love to be busy. It gives me more motivation, it I, I think. It, it makes me feel um, like I have a goal and I've got to reach that goal. 
Absolutely. I always have a lot of projects going. In addition to my nonprofit, I serve on the board of the Early Learning Coalition of North Florida, and I'm a member of the Rotary Club of St. Augustine Beach, and I'll be serving as secretary this year. So I I like to stay busy. Yeah, you're going to have to tell us a little bit more about that. So in her spare time, besides what she just said and the more that she's going to tell us about, um, Aubrey enjoys baking, shopping, playing bunko, and traveling. Now, let me just ask you, what do you like to bake? I love to bake anything, whether it's like bars, cookies, cupcakes. I prefer cookies uh, or like bar things because I, um, cupcakes, you know, all the decorating. I'm not like, I don't have like, I'm not good at decorating. Like it always looks like messy. I've tried cake decorating classes. It's, it doesn't (laughs) look that good, but my sister always says my ugliest desserts are the best. They taste, they probably taste pretty awesome (laughs) because then you put extra icing on it to cover up the issue that you just made. Absolutely. Um, no, I decorated cakes actually for a little while. One of my uh, many jobs in the past and yeah, if you if you make a little mistake, you just get more icing. Yes, lots so they, of icing. That's why that one's so good. <laughs> yes. That's why it's so good. <laughs> I love to bake too. Brought some stuff in here one time. I know Kathy tried it. I always bake though sugar free, and I me I use stevia, and I like grind my own oats and stuff like that. I like to experiment. So, do you oh, like to follow good. recipes or do you not? I a recipe follower and actually one of my desserts I like to make is uh, Paula Deen's ooey gooey butter cake. It's a sometimes Paula Deen I've seen her stuff. It's a sometimes treat but it's a really good tasting and everyone <laughs> always loves it and it's always I bet a it is. party. I bet it is pretty tasty. Anything of hers I think has an awful lot of sugar. Yes and lots and, of butter. And lots of butter. <laughs> if you can just put sugar and butter together and just eat that you might feel sick later but I remember growing up when my mom would make the chocolate chip cookies like if, the, if you have the butter and the sugar in there I'll just start eating that first. Yes. But I'm absolutely. a dough person so I don't even dough, yes. I don't even need the finished product. Just Give me the dough and I'll eat that. And I'm totally satisfied. I don't feel that great later though because, you know, yeah, it no. like bakes in your stomach <laughs> yes. and expands. So you just have to keep that in mind. Don't eat too much at one time. So, okay, uh, let's just get back to the Fostering Connection St. John's. Tell me why, what inspired you to start this 501c3? There were a few different things over the years that led me to founding Fostering Connection St. John's. When I was in college, I had a friend that grew up in foster care, and she told me her story and mm-hmm. how there weren't a lot of services and supports for her. And I, w- I wanted to do something to help at that time, but unfortunately, there just wasn't a lot of information back then. This was about 10 years ago, and it was on my heart, but I was like, well, I'm 20. I, I don't know what to do. There's nothing on the internet. So I, it was kind of always in the back of my mind. And then when I started teaching, I mostly worked in high poverty schools and I had several kids that were in foster care. And I saw again, just the lack of resources. I try to get the mentors and things. They're like, oh, well, we don't have any mentors. We don't have this. We don't have that. And, and it left me feeling frustrated as a teacher because I wanted to do so much more for my students than just educate them. And there weren't a lot of resources available to me. So uh, I had been teaching and I was teaching at a charter school and the school ended up closing a couple of years ago due to financial reasons. And it was a transitional time in my life. What Mm -hmm. are my next steps? And I had already been doing a lot of volunteer work in the community. And I decided that I wanted to pursue being a nonprofit, doing something in nonprofit. And I worked for a local nonprofit, helping them with some fundraising and volunteering with them for the last couple of years. And then in the last year, I was wanting to transition. I wanted to do something new. And after all my years of volunteering, I saw that there was a real, there wasn't an organized effort 
for children in foster care, a nonprofit solely focusing on foster mm-hmm. care. We have so many wonderful nonprofits in St. John's Absolutely. County, but there wasn't one geared towards foster care. And so I decided to fill those needs and connect the community around the issue of foster care, hence the name Fostering Connections. And (laughs) I called some friends that shared my passion for foster care and they were all excited. They joined me and it just grew from there. Isn't it interesting how when you have something like this, you know, people start to come forward and you never realize that it's such a passion of theirs. And and sometimes they may not even realize it until you start explaining (gasps) it to them. And then they're like, oh my gosh, and it just hits a part of their heart that they really want to be involved. Absolutely. I, I've i had people come to me that I've known for several years and share their experiences. Like, oh, my husband, he grew up in foster care or, you mm-hmm. know, my best friend or my wife or different people that I've known for years. And I didn't even know there was any connection to foster care. And, and it helps me get to know a different part of them and to see them join in our efforts. It's really inspiring to see the community coming together and wanting to help. So what is it exactly that you all do with Fostering Connections? We have several different programs that we're starting with. We provide care packages for children entering foster care. Mm -hmm. Most kids, when they enter foster care, they're leaving their homes very quickly. And there's just a few things Mm -hmm. thrown in a trash bag. And depending on the environment where they came from, they may not have had a lot of things. So they come with very little and they don't have something to call their own. And our care packages, which are age appropriate, they have different things depending on the age of the child. Like for babies, they get a little blanket, a stuffed toy, Mm -hmm. body wash, some diapers. And the older kids that are a little older get coloring books, crayons, uh, stuffed animals. And then the older kids get a little gift card and things that are more appropriate for them. And it's something they can get when they first come into foster care. We've given them to the Family Integrity Program for the case managers to distribute to the children. And it's something that they can call their own it makes them feel loved and supported and each each bag has a little tag with the name of the donor on it to show that it's a gift from them to show that they're spreading the love to the children Mm -hmm. it it means a lot to the kids and gives them something to that's theirs not something that their foster parent gave them or you know someone else gave them it's something that this is my bag that's mine so it's a really great program and we also just started our backpack brigade closet and mm-hmm. in this program we're distributing gently loved or brand new clothing shoes toys books to foster families kinship care families and group foster homes as well we've helped families through the united way we're working with guardian ad litem and it's been such a great resource for our kinship care families kinship care is when the child is placed with a relative or a non-relative like a family friend Mm -hmm. in lieu of going to a traditional foster home and those families get less money from the state than the foster parents do. And a lot of times, you know, they're their grandparents and they're mm-hmm. on a fixed income or they're they're with their aunt and uncle and they have their own children and own families. So to have the children come to their home, it sometimes can cause a bit of a financial burden for the family. So to give these wonderful clothes and bikes and toys, it it's brought a lot of joy to these families. And we're really happy to do that for them. Yeah, that's really important for them to feel like they're included and they've gone to this house and they're, it's almost even more exciting, right? Because they're getting, quote, new stuff. And, 
or new to them. Absolutely. And I like the way that you guys incorporate that in all different situations, because I know that you and I spoke before about another reason is that the state doesn't get involved as quickly, right? So sometimes, like you said, they're leaving their house quickly. Yes. Right. And so in order for there's not enough time for them to get maybe something to have them comfortable or like the diapers or like the things like that. Absolutely. And so with your program, they're able to just say, okay, yeah, how many kids do you need? What are their ages? And get it to them. Absolutely. The, uh, either the guardian, their guardians come to us or the United Way has come to us, different organizations. They'll say, mm-hmm. Hey, I have a, a six month old girl. She needs these clothes, these diapers, these shoes. And then if we have it on hand, we get it right to them. If not, we go and ask our donors and say, we'd have a family that needs this. And people have been really great about donating. And then we get it to the family as soon as we can. And it's, it's a really great program. We're really excited to watch it grow. We're looking to hopefully expand helping families in Putnam County as well. There's over 200 children in foster mm-hmm. care in Putnam County. So it will, it will be great to help our neighbors as well. And I totally agree with you. So I know even with Hopeful Handbags, what we do is, you know, everything that's collected stays in that community unless we are next door to a community that may need some help. And then what we do is we then donate out. So it's almost like you have your community and then you have some that are close that you can give to. And I think Absolutely. that's really important to help our neighbors. Absolutely. I'm very mm-hmm. big about helping our community and our neighbors Correct. as well. And additionally, we've started some outreach programs for the foster families. We're doing a back to school bash coming up in August. We're going to have a great picnic and uh, some entertainment for them. And each child's going to get a gift card for back to school shopping. So we're really excited about that. We're looking forward to helping with collecting gifts for Christmas, doing uh, events for the kids to help them feel special as well, mm-hmm. and working on establishing some programs to help support our foster families because we not only support the children in foster care, but also their fo- the foster parents. They have a big job. They work with so many people and they pour so much love into the kids. And we want to support them earlier this year in May for foster parent appreciation month. We gave gift cards to all of the foster parents just as like a special treat for them to show how much we appreciate what they do. And we have a behavior specialist on our board and we're going to be working with him to have some workshops for the foster parents to learn some different behavior management techniques and such just to help support them and groups of ways they can encourage each other and talk to each other, share experiences. So we're really excited to watch our programming grow Mm -hmm. as we continue to raise funds. Yeah, no, I think it's awesome. Okay, so we are live on Facebook. So you can come check us out on the Kathleen Minor page. And we are going to listen to an... What what song are we going to hear now, Kathy? You know what? Aubrey had a great suggestion. She likes No Doubt. And I was hoping we could play... Uh, just a girl by no doubt what do you guys think that sounds awesome let's do it okay and if you're live on facebook we're going to try to turn this loud enough so that you can hear some of this and um but you know some of these songs are just well they're all awesome but i like uh, some better than others okay but like i like certain you'll recognize i'll recognize this one (laughs) here we go okay there we go All right, and welcome back to Manifesting Magic in Your Everyday Life with Kathleen. So we have Aubrey here, who is the founder of a 501c3 nonprofit in St. John's County called Fostering Connections St. 
Johns. They work with the um, foster children that are in the system and the foster families that are in the system. And it's really an important thing. And I don't think people realize how many foster children that there are even in this community. So if you're listening from anywhere else around the world, I would uh, bet that you have the same sort of numbers, probably at least close to it in your area. Absolutely. So can you just give us a roundabout figure of how many foster children are in the system in our county, which is St. John's County? There are around 177 children. There were 176 in April. I believe it's gone up by one or two since then. So 177, 178 (laughs) children. And in nearby Putnam County, which is has a smaller population than ours, there's over 200 children in foster care. And in Clay County, there's over 300 children. Holy moly. Just in our little area alone there and uh, Volusia County had their numbers are much higher I believe like at least over 600 so there's a lot of children just in northeast Florida that are in foster care Flagler County has 155 kids in foster care so there's a lot of children in northeast Florida that are currently in foster care wow and so all I have to say there too is for the foster parents I mean that's a it's a lot to take on. I mean, I'm not, I have not been a foster parent myself. I do have four children and two grandchildren now. And I just know even, I mean, that's still a lot to do. I have a friend. She actually lives in Missouri. Don't know how many children she has right now. Um, <laughs> but at one point it was like, you know, nine, 11 that she was a foster parent for. And she has officially adopted, I believe, six of them. Wow. Well, the reason why I wanted to tell you that is because it takes a special person. It does. And it she really is does. that special person, you know, the, 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 um, her personality and how calm her and her husband are and how like they were born to do this. Absolutely. The foster parents that I've met, they are mm-hmm. just born to do it. They're givers. They're compassionate. They listen well. Patient. They have a lot of patience. <laughs> yes. They're very calm mm-hmm. and they just are just, they're just very, very special. They're people. like they're like angels. They are to these children, especially. Yeah, right. Yes, and many of the foster parents end up adopting some children, and if they don't, they just they foster and bring in so many wonderful children into their homes, and they're just very special people. And that's why I really wanted to also help the foster parents with my nonprofit because they're so busy giving and working and mm-hmm. helping the children. They don't have time to share their stories and fundraise and things like that. I want to be their voice in the community to help get them the resources that they need because I know being a teacher, when I was a teacher, you know, sometimes you're just in the zone of giving, you know, it's hard to get out there and share your story and, and get you know, supplies and things that you need because you're so Mm -hmm. busy doing the work, you know, so I want to support the people that are doing the work so they can have all the tools and resources that they need. Yeah. And givers, like people that are naturally giving, give so much sometimes that you're absolutely right. They, They don't take time for themselves. And they don't even think about it until they're overwhelmed and worn out. Absolutely. And we talk about that a lot, even on Manifesting Magic in your everyday life, because so many people that I have the pleasure of meeting and being in contact with are givers. And I myself, the same way, this is, you know, you, when you're in that position, you can recognize one. Absolutely. And, um, so, but you know that you do have to take care of yourself as well, because if you don't, then you're not good for anybody else. And sometimes it takes people like you with the foster parents 
parents to say, okay, you know what? Now it's time to take time for you because in turn, everybody else is going to benefit. Absolutely. And that's something I had to come to the conclusion because when I was a teacher, it was just all about my students and just my lesson plans and making everything great for them. And I really, I just wore myself out after three or so years of teaching and I just was just done. And I, as much as I love the children and such, I just, I just wore myself out. They call it compassion fatigue. Uh, So I had to regroup Mm -hmm. and I realized that I always had a passion. I did marketing in high school and I was set to be a business major. And then I changed to teaching once I was in college Uh and I, through nonprofit, I branched my side that always enjoyed business, wanted to do business and speaking, helping children, my, my compassionate side. So I, nonprofit really branches those two together. And I had to learn after teaching that the practice of self-care, just taking time to relax, regroup was so important. And that's why I'm so passionate about helping those givers, giving them that time to relax, recharge so they can be the wonderful givers that they are. Well, let me ask you then, what do you do to take care of you? Because I know even from running a nonprofit and having my own business that and having a family and this and that, that I have to consciously make time to take care of me, my self-perception, self-care, whatever, you know, um, all different kinds of things. So do you take that time for yourself? And if so, what is it that you do that keeps you still feeling great and not overwhelmed? Because people out there listening are going to want to know that because you've got your hands in a lot of things. So what do you do? What I do, I do several things every day. I always take a walk. I I love walking. It just helps me clear my mind Mm -hmm, and just mm -hmm. get my kind of like your meditation. Meditation. Yes. I like reading magazines. I like uh, also uh, just I love spa days. When I can go to a spa, I have a spa day. Spa days are a great. So, what do you do at a spa day? Like, do you get a massage? I mean, what do you do? Facial, manicure, pedicure every time. Do you do it all in like one setting? I do it. Yes, all in one setting. So it truly is like a spa day. Absolutely, I love the spa at Pontevedra Inn and Club. That's one of my favorite spas to go to. And I just I spend all day there. I have lunch there. I usually bring a group of girlfriends with me. You might as well just get a room and stay the night and do ever you know just hang out the whole day. Absolutely. (laughs) It's it's so much fun. I really love it. So I do that. And then also just time with my family, just taking time just to talk. And I always, my mom is a teacher and I always call her up. Hey mom, what do you think about this? And I I don't know what to do about this. And she'll give me some good advice. My husband, he's my listening ear. Mm -hmm. And also just uh, watching my favorite program and just taking that break when you know like okay I need to just stop for a minute it's just doing simple things even just a simple walk can just make you feel so much better yeah going off of your quote norm or giving your mind I always call it give yourself a chance to open that flow for either some more ideas to come in or you know whether it's God or the universe whatever it is that you resonate with I mean if you're not silent or doing something different other than you're busy 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 you're going to miss those messages you're going to miss those cues of maybe I mean I come up with my best ideas either when I'm meditating and I'm a short meditator cuz I don't I don't sit still well and I journal but mine is mainly when I exercise when I work out I get in a zone and like these ideas come to me. And so if I don't have my journal with me, my quote business journal, idea journal, then I will text them to my phone. Because oh, do, that's a do, great idea. Do you feel like you get ideas though when you're doing something 
different, not necessarily sitting at your desk doing what you're supposed to be like work. Let's say yes, work. I definitely get a lot of ideas when I read. Reading always gives just the stories and or different topics. I love informational text that always gets some ideas. Mm-hmm. And then just sometimes like when I, I just like making lists and when I make a list, like it just the ideas will just suddenly pop up. And so just the reading really gives an inspiration. So are me. you a list maker? I am. Yes. And do you make lists? I'm, I'm talking about this because this is the kind of stuff we talk about on the show to help people. And, I, and I'm always interested because everybody has a slightly different way of doing it and it can help somebody else too. So do you have like sticky note lists or do you have it in a book or do you have like loose pieces of paper? Like when you make a list, what is it on? I keep a, a, just a loose like almost like a supermarket list and I just put things to do and I just list everything I need to do and I just check it off and then when it's done I just throw it away (laughs) I just I don't I'm I guess I'm not a big journaler I've always like when I was a kid I would start a diary and then just never yeah and finish it so uh but I've always been a big list maker and it just helps me stay on track and I've I'm very much a person that likes a lot of structure and I'm doing this this day and this that day and I have a really great journal that I got at, at Target it's like a calendar slash notebook thing. So Mm -hmm. I write, you know, my schedule for the week. And then when I go to meetings, I keep all my notes and that. So it just helps me stay all organized. Well, organized is key because, you know, I know a lot of people, they have a lot of jumble in their head. That's what I call it. We talked about it last week. I mean, some people just feel like they're unorganized or whatever. But when you're unorganized in your life, things cannot fall into place as they're supposed to. Do you? Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, I have to keep my calendar and things because I have so many appointments and things to do now. If I don't write it down, like I I have a really good memory of like a photographic uh, memory. But when you get that busy, you start forgetting. So I have to have my calendar and okay, I'm doing this this day and this. Because you also don't want a double book. Oh, no, no, you don't want that. Because that happens, doesn't it? If you don't have it on a calendar. Yes, Um, it can. It hasn't happened to me, but I've, I've. heard it happen to others well well that's why you know i love the um the paper calendar we have a we call a family calendar and it's the big desk calendar you know the oh, old-fashioned nice. with the big squares on it and I the reason those. why we have to have that is because everybody can write on there what they're doing because if not something's going to get missed but i have my calendar on my phone so that when i'm out when i mean double booking too i'm talking like if you have to bring your child somewhere at 11 30 yes, you really you, can't yes. schedule a meeting at 11 30 oh, no, no. so i always try to remember to write what's on my calendar my calendar on that family calendar because if not then somebody may not get somewhere (laughs) or or something's not gonna happen but okay so you know what it is uh time to listen to another song because i know that you guys love music and when we get back we're going to talk about some other things watch us on facebook and share it kathy what are we going to hear gonna hear your suggestion kathleen something from matchbox 20 oh my gosh this is bringing back some memories and i'll tell you about it when we get back (laughs) Welcome back to Manifesting Magic in Your Everyday Life. So this song, we were talk- I was talking to Kathy and Aubrey before the show started, and we were talking about how, remember back in the day, when they had the uh, CD players, that you'd put one CD in and you'd close it. And I remember going through a couple different CD players because I wanted an anti-skip CD player because I would go running on the beach and it would skip and it would skip and it would skip. 
which was great because I loved this song. I would have the CD in there, but then I would buy another CD that said anti-skip. And I finally found a CD maker that didn't. Although, how many of you guys remember walking and running, holding that portable DVD player? And I used to try to stick it in my um, sports bra so I wouldn't have to hold it, you know? Yeah. That's yeah, just that, what I do. Yeah, those are awkward. The little iPods and things is so much smaller now. <laughs> they are. Isn't it amazing yeah. how that's changed? Yeah, and just like 15, 20 years, it's changed so much. Yeah, because there was no such thing as an iPod or a iPhone, for goodness sake. There was like nothing with that. Actually, <laughs> I was looking for my selfie stick the other day that my my oldest son got me. Um, and it's a Bluetooth one. And I was in a hurry, so I grabbed the, I'm saying, old-time one now. Because it was a selfie stick. You know when the um, phones used to have the, you, you stuck it into the speaker. Do you know what I'm saying? Like 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 our headphones. Uh, yes, yes, I remember that. Yeah. And now that's so old, but that yeah. wasn't that long ago. No, it was just a few years ago. It was like, right. Things just changed like, so fast. You can't even use this with your new cell phones now because there's no place to plug it in. Yeah, you the, can use it to hold it, but it's not going to do anything for the, you. The technology just changes so fast. Even things just a few years old, they seem so passe now. They do. Yeah. And that's it. Okay, so that brings me to why volunteering, if you're in a position to give back. I feel yes, like yes. about five or ten years ago, maybe I was just really out of the loop. I didn't hear as much about organizations that were a nonprofit, meaning, you know what, you're doing this because you have a passion for it, not because you're making a salary from it. Yes, right? not as much. Back 10 years ago when I was in college, I was very active in volunteer service and such. And there was stuff out there, but not quite to the extent of now. And I think a lot of our local media here in town does a lot covering our nonprofits. Mm -hmm. And there's just a lot more, especially with social media, non a lot of nonprofits getting on social media. There was a lot more awareness and things. I mean, even just like six years ago, the ALS challenge with the ice buckets and stuff that really That's started right. launching the online fundraising but yeah definitely in the last 10 years or so there's a lot more awareness of nonprofits and how people can volunteer and maybe that's why maybe it's social media maybe that's why I'm thinking that we didn't hear much about it but you know the thing I love that you said is there are a lot of local uh, outlets right whether it be radio I mean we're talking about it right now or a newspaper magazines and in people's communities they're they're doing this because they know and they realize that the these nonprofits, no matter what it has to do with, are making the community stronger, better, and more united, right? Because we can all come together for something that we're passionate about. And even in just this county, uh, there's so many of them that if you have a passion for anything, you can, I bet you, you can find a nonprofit that is is doing something that you can get involved in. And I know Aubrey it feels as strongly about this as I do. We can all use all the help that we can get because nonprofits are a lot of work because there's so many little moving parts involved. Absolutely. And a lot of people think sometimes like, oh, I'm so busy. I don't have time. Even just doing one small task for a nonprofit mm -hmm. can make such a big Absolutely. difference. Uh, with my nonprofit, Fostering Connection St. John's, I tell everyone there's something for everybody. I have folks that are you know, busy people. They're running businesses, but they can help with fundraising, sponsorships, nonprofits. We need sponsors. We need to, sponsors to help fund our programs. And then there's those 
that are working hard and they're they're trying they're young professionals they're rising they may not have the funds to give but they can give of their time and supporting like with our backpack brigade closet helping organize the closet helping just to distribute donations giving of your time and then those that have graphic design talents my friend kayla there you go that's a big one yes that's a big one my friend kayla mel of control alt design was our media sponsor of our logo and website and she gives her time and talents through her graphic design talents i always tell people all the time no matter what you do in your life, whatever your gifts are, there's a way to give to a nonprofit. And if you just give just of the gifts that you have and things that you're really good at, that can make such a big difference. You don't have to be talented at everything or do everything. No, because nobody like is. Committees nobody is. You just wear yourself out. So just I tell people all the time, do what you love and help the way that you can. And just your small action can make a big difference. It can. And like you said, sometimes it's just um, making a graphic or maybe it's making a phone call or delivering something. Or I know for us, sometimes it's filling handbags. It's um, cleaning the handbags. It's, uh, you know, going in. If we need to have more shampoo and conditioner, I'll give you a list. Go to the store. People love to shop. If you love to shop, if that is a passion of yours, you can do that for some of these nonprofits, right? Because you have to get stuff to get in the bags. Absolutely. And with Mm -hmm. uh, Fostering Connection St. John's, I've had people message me, I've got some children's clothing to donate. Even that way, just able, just giving donations or telling your friends, hey, this nonprofit, they could use donations and organizing in your your friend circles. That's a great way to support as well. Yeah. So there's a lot of... um, Community, whether it be church groups or community groups, you know, keep in mind, maybe have a nonprofit as your project for the month. We, I know we've had Absolutely. some that have done for Hopeful Handbags, and I'm sure some have done so far for Fostering Connections St. John's. But that's another thing that if you're already a part of a group that gets together and gives back to a community or wants to give back to a community, then look, look up these things or reach out to one of us. If it's not one of ours, nonprofits that's your passion i'm sure if we know of whatever you're talking about and we can get you to the right direction absolutely there's so many nonprofits in town mm-hmm. i have contacts with several of them yep. if you're like hey i want to help I, i'm not sure where to go i'd be happy and i know kathleen would too to be leading you to any nonprofit that would be a good fit for you and even just joining a service club i'm part of the rotary club of saint augustine beach and we do great work together we pack thanksgiving and christmas bags for children in the school district we've done beach cleanups so getting involved in a service organization is a great way too to get started uh even before you serve on a nonprofit board or volunteer with another nonprofit, even just starting with a service club, it's a great way to get connected in the community. Yeah. And I've had um, some, even today I met with someone who is part of a church group and they like we talk about that was their project for the month. Right. And so then they're going to move on from helping us. And next month they're going to pick another nonprofit to help. And that's another way to kind of feel out where your passions lie, or maybe you just have a group that you just want to keep moving it around. So um, it's always, always, always you can give back. So that brings me to Manifesting Magic in your Everyday Life segment. And I want to just mention to you about helping others and how does that help you? So how does that help you to create the life that you desire by helping other people? So what that does is when you're helping somebody, right, maybe you have size 2T clothes and Aubrey, they need 2T clothes for a family, right? So when you're giving that, then you're opening your flow. I was talking about opening the flow to create the life you desire because you're 
you feel good, right? When you give to help somebody, does it feels amazing. I don't know of anybody that can say it does not feel amazing. It feels amazing. And it's a a lot of people think, you know, of something like, oh, you're really good at, you know, dancing or you're a good athlete. Well, you can be a good community leader and helping mm-hmm. others. That that was something when I was a kid, I wasn't a good athlete. I wasn't a dancer or, or you know, like I thought of being a you know, a great, wonderful person was being really talented and good at something. And that's good. But, that's, that's, and, and that's great. That's too. Actually, that's I amazing. mean, it, it, it's great, too. But uh, I've learned over the years that I had a talent for helping the community. And it makes me feel good to know that I've helped other people. And I love connecting other people to opportunities Absolutely. to help others and build the future leaders of our community. That's something that's really important to me. And by giving to others, it takes away from reflecting on ourselves all the time. And it helps helps us be mm-hmm. more empathetic to other people's situations and brings uh, under I feel like I understand people on a deeper level than I did before I got involved in the nonprofit world because I can see a situation or see that somebody maybe not be having such a good day and I'll say oh I wish you know I'm sorry to hear that how can I help and that's just what I do now and and I think helping others takes away the focus on you and helps you realize, understand the needs of the world. It helps you be a more compassionate person. Right. So when you take off, take the focus off of you, what ends up happening and why this is so important to pe- for people and how this can help people when they do give a help and give whatever you can. Like you said, it doesn't even have to be monetary. It, does, it can be a physical thing. It can be your talent, your time. Um, you take the focus off of you. Therefore, those worries that you were having, for five, 10 minutes, an hour, all day. Um, any of those worries, even if it's for a minute, 10 minutes, an hour, where you're doing this other activity, you are then allowing yourself to, I call it raising your energy vibrations, get on that higher uh, vibration to where those things are going to sort of fade away some. Absolutely. Right? I, I know with myself, you know, when I'm helping others, you know, maybe that one little thing I was worried about, it goes away because I'm just focusing on, oh, how can I help this family? Right. And what can I do to help? Uh, last weekend, I was worried about just random things. And then I got an email from a family that really needed my help. And then my whole morning just took over helping this family. I did a Facebook Live. I was sending out messages. I was coordinating donation pickups. And it just made, I was like, this is what's important. This family really needs my help help and they were so grateful for our donations and it just really was it just reminded me how important it is so what happened with that word those worries right because we all get the, all these we can't even name them all because they probably don't mean as much as we think they do um at the time but what happened with all of those worries then when you were finished helping coordinate with that family it made me, I sat back, I was like, oh, that's not that important. Why was I worried about that? This is what's mo- most important. This family needed my help and they're so grateful and I helped make a difference. And I'm like, all those little things, they just weren't that important. And once I like sat back and I was so busy and I was like, oh, that wasn't that important. It made you reevaluate what, what your actual worries really were, right? Absolutely. And that's another way. So that is what, that getting, that is an amazing example of how, Helping other people can take your mind to a different place and therefore allow things to kind of, I always think of it as, you know, I'm using my hands here on Facebook because I always use my hands to talk. I don't think I could talk if I didn't use my hands. (laughs) I would probably be totally silent. Um, But back here in the background, everything's working itself out. 
while you're in the front helping, right? This is yes. the real you. And these problems aren't really you. They don't, they don't need your attention no. because they're fine. And they're probably going to be there when you're done. And then when you're done and you turn around and look at them, you're like, oh, yeah, well, that wasn't even really an issue. Or the thing that I love is when that happens and there's like something really like I have a more of a solution based approach to it then not yes. like, Oh, it's more of a solution based. Like this is what I can do. Okay. So um, I, I want to talk more about this and what we're going to do is we're going to take another song break and then we will be back in a few. <laughs> And we are back with Manifesting Magic in Your Everyday Life with Kathleen on WSOS 103.9 FM St. Augustine, 95.5 FM Ponte Vedranocity, and from anywhere on staugustineradio.com. And we have Aubrey here from Fostering Connection St. John's. Her and I have been collaborating with Hopeful Handbags. So what we did with Hopeful Handbags is those are going to teen girls that are in foster care, correct? Yes, teen girls in foster care and the biological mothers of the children in foster care that are working to regain custody of their children, turn their lives around. Around 50% of the kids end up going back to their biological parents because Mm -hmm. they've met the requirements of the court and their case plan. And it'll be really nice for them to have those handbags, not only the teenage girls, but the mothers that are working to turn their lives around to give them a bit of hope and such a traumatic circumstance. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes just to get, like we talked about the kids, right? And the foster parents getting those bags or you having programs for the foster parents to to give them some more guidance and hope and that, you know, okay, well, somebody else is in the situation that I am as well, right? Maybe they they can coordinate with them and collaborate. But also you're right. I mean, these mothers that are in programs to get their children back and that are actually following through with their case plans, uh, it's just a little bit of hope, right? I mean, absolutely. I always say never underestimate the power of hope because we've all been in a situation at some point in our lives where somebody has given us hope and it has made all of the difference. Absolutely. That definitely, I've had times in my life where I've felt down about things and just that one person that's just reaching out and said, hey, how can I help? Or here's something I thought you could use. It just really uplifts you and gives you the courage and just stamina to keep going and making good choices and staying on that path to reach your goals. Yeah, because you start like like we were talking about before, as far as helping others and what you're getting back from that, right? Because it's kind of taking your mind off of things. You're able to help somebody else. Um, and, and in turn, the thing I love about helping other people too is you're helping them. They're so appreciative of it that, that those energies and that po- those positive vibes, I always say, are like, going back and forth between two people. So how can you not uplift yourself that way, right? Absolutely. I mean, and so that kind of goes along with the hope. And when you have hope, same thing. Even if it's for 30 seconds, it's going to take your mind to a different place. Absolutely. And especially in times um, such as losing custody of your children, you hear a lot of negative, 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 Mm -hmm. negative. And then that just goes into your head. But when you have a little bit of hope and some positivity, that can just be a game changer for some people. I think all people, but most, I think. Oh, I think it is for all people. Yes. I mean, that little glimpse of hope can go, I mean, it, it changes lives. Hope I feel like changes lives. I mean, I know for me, there's been times in my past where things have gone this way or that way. And it's that little bit of hope when somebody even said a little word to me or, uh, you know, whether it be my parents or a stranger. And that's why I love um, 
flashing smiles at people. So it's another way to give hope to somebody or spread around those positive vibes. I'm always smiling at people that I don't know and people I know too. But it's kind of like me, you know, using my hands when I talk. It's just, I love to smile at people. And so what that does, and I, she, Aubrey's always I'm smiling. I'm the same way. I'm always So smiling. if you're not on uh, Facebook, you can't see that. I don't think she stops smiling the whole time. Every time I've seen her, whether it be in person, on Facebook, whatever it is, she's always smiling. I'm just a happy person. I, right? I like positivity. I feel like it's better to be positive and look on the bright side. This is why we align so well. You know, I feel like I've known her forever. We've done some amazing things already. Both of us are really passionate about spreading hope and helping other people. Yes. If anybody listening would like to, we know we're always looking for sponsors, like she said, whether it be to donate monetarily, whether it be to help with your time, your talent, maybe, you know, you have something that can be donated to go in the handbags or clothes or whatever. Aubrey's always great about posting what it is that they're in need of. Because like she said, she'll get an email or somebody will call her and say, you know what, we have these three children and their ages, this, 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 and this. And they've just been taken into foster care. They don't have anything. Do you have anything? And if you don't have it, then you will then reach out to the community. Those are really helpful things that people can do. Yes, absolutely. Right now in foster care, there's a lot of younger children, mostly all under the age of five, a lot of babies. So my organization, we have a huge need for baby stuff. And I've got a lot of wonderful donations, but I don't have as much baby stuff right now. So I've been asking the community, I thank everyone so much for donating. Oh, I need baby clothes. I need baby shoes and things. And, and the needs come in. And I just, I want to fill every need. And, and when I don't have stuff, I'm like, I got to get it. <laughs> yeah, well, I know that this community, uh, you know, more and more we can get it out there. So if you're listening right now and maybe you are on Facebook, or on Instagram and you have friends that are not, but you know that they would be more than happy in donating some of their babies things because how many baby things do we sometimes get? So um, much, a lot. Right? Reach out to them, let them know, pass this along. And I was actually very surprised when you did tell me that so many of them were under the age of five. For some reason, I, I thought they would be older. Yes, over 40% of the kids in, currently in foster care statewide in Florida are five years old and under and we have they have a smaller number of teens in foster care right now I was looking back at some statistics and going eight ten years back there weren't as many children in foster care so I think that's why we don't have as many teens right now because there wasn't that many children and as many children as there are now in foster care about eight to ten years ago so I think as the years go by if the trends continue the the population is going to get older but right now the population is very young okay so if you guys have things but now i want to ask you really quick because we're running out of time what would you tell your 18 year old self now if you knew what you know now then I would tell my 18-year-old self to follow your heart and also mm-hmm. to keep exploring opportunities. Don't don't tell yourself, "Oh, I can't do that." Absolutely. And things and when I was younger, I always, you know, people were like, "Oh, you're so cute, you're so sweet, <laughs> you're so little." And people didn't think of me as like a leader and, and things and And look uh, at you now. Yes, and now I'm running my own nonprofit and and for so long I was like, "Oh, I don't know if I can do that." And I I lost out on a leadership role years so ago. People was like, "Oh, you're too young." And, and such. But look and where this led you. That was good that that didn't it, work yes, out. Yes, it, it's so good because it led me. I was inspired to start my own nonprofit. I said, I'm ready to do this. I have the skills. I'm, I'm ready to do it. And I think it would be so important to tell my younger self, don't let people sell you, 
sell you short and and to follow your dreams and to do follow your God-given talents and mm-hmm. and just keep learning and helping others. That's an important part of being a leader is helping others, connecting them to opportunities and and just list, taking time to listen to people and get their ideas and such because that's how you grow as a person. And you learn. And By you helping learn. other people, I think, I know, we all learn. I mean, even when we go, we go once a month to the homeless shelter and cut hair and... I always learn something from one of those people there every time because everybody in this world has been through a different life experience. Nobody has lived our life. Everybody's been different. And so sometimes that one little word or that one phrase that they'll say makes you rethink or think of something that um, you may not have thought of because we're always learning. I love to learn and I know you do. Yes, I have my own God-given talents just as Aubrey does and just as all of you all do. It's just a matter of when you really feel strongly about something, doing it and never let anybody else tell you that you're not good enough for that. You're not smart enough for that. I mean, the list can go on and on and on. If your intuition is telling you that it's right, then it's right. But also always be open for learning. I think that's really important too. You're you're never going to know it all and don't don't try to. Oh, no, you never want right? you can never learn at all. And there's always something someone has to teach you. I always highlight with all my board members, what gifts do you have? And we can all learn from each other. There's Absolutely. something you can learn from every single person. And I you love meet. it. Okay, yes. so in saying that if you have anything that you know, if you're in St. John's County, um, we are actually now in seven states, at least hopeful handbags is and the UK, Canada and Barbados now. So if you happen to be listening in those areas, this is why I'm bringing this up. You know, you can look on our website, but you know, we can always use things to fill the bags. If you are in St. John's County, look up Fostering Connections St. John's. Follow that page on Facebook and you'll get the updates on what's needed in our community. And it's it's always a need. So yeah, I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing day. You will see a whole lot of Aubrey around St. Augustine and St. John's County. So thank you very much for being here. And we'll be connecting soon to see what else is going on with you. Thank you, Kathleen. All right, you guys have a nice night. Bye. As founder and president of Hopeful Handbags International, a nonprofit 501c3 organization, I would like to ask that you donate your once-loved handbags filled with necessities that will be donated to women getting back on their feet again, that have gone through down times, abuse, and homelessness. Never underestimate the power of hope. If you or your business would like to donate funds, necessities, become a drop-off location, or start a Hopeful Handbags in your area, Contact me at KathleenMiner.com and you too can give hope.